Welcome to Jacksonville.Radio. We're a family of radio stations serving the Jacksonville and South Georgia areas. As a service to our community, we highlight organizations and events that help make this area the best place in the country to live. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Welcome to North Florida Neighborhood. I'm Colby, and North Florida Neighborhood is all about getting to know our neighbors and hearing what really cool stuff they're doing with us and for us in our community. And today, today, the neighbor we get to chat with is Heather Gassendi. She's the Director of Marketing and Communications for Feeding Northeast Florida. Heather, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, Colby. Thanks for having me. Of course. Now, Heather, give me a rundown on who Feeding Northeast Florida is. Yeah, Feeding Northeast Florida is the region's largest, most efficient food bank serving an eight-carat county area. Um, we currently serve about 240,000 individuals who experience food insecurity throughout the year. So you guys give away a lot of food for free. Yes, yeah, so we provide uh, food resources um, to families that need it most throughout the year. And those food resources range from um, shelf-stable pantry items to fresh produce, lean meats, dairy, um, you name it. Uh, we provide that food resource um, for our neighbors in need. And we've really been able to chat throughout the year, but September is Hunger Action Month. That's right. Um, Hunger Action Month is upon us. It's all of September. Um, this is a nationwide campaign that um, was started by Feeding America, and Feeding Northeast Florida is a member agency of Feeding America. But what Hunger Action Month is, it is an opportunity for us across the country to take a stand against hunger. And our goal is to raise awareness of hunger in our community and inspire individuals to get involved with the effort to fight it. Okay, so how do you even begin to take a stand during this month? Yeah, there's so many ways you can take a stand. Um, one of the, the ways that I love is obviously volunteering. Um, give your time to the food bank. Just an hour of your time can provide exponential, exponential meals for our neighbors in need. So if you are able to during the month of September... Um, you can head to our website, feedingnefl.org forward slash volunteer, and you'll be able to see the open volunteer shifts that we have. And you'll be doing things like helping us sort through incoming food items to ensure they're safe for consumption and packaging them up so that we can provide them to our neighbors in need. Other ways that you can get involved is donating food so if you have the ability to host a food drive in your neighborhood we're always looking for those items that help us stock empty pantry shelves throughout the year um and then to donate money donate funds um in fact every one dollar that is donated to our organization can help provide six meals for our neighbors in need so we have a tremendous amount of buying power um, that goes into that. So we're able to really stretch your dollar a little bit further. And then lastly, advocate. Learn about the issue of hunger. Raise awareness on your social media channels and advocate for stronger federal nutrition programs with your elected official. And Heather, if I can just speak to volunteering, um, I had the chance a couple months ago to help pack meals. And man, it was 
so humbling, but it was also really rewarding. And I, yeah, I get to serve all these people, but for myself, just being able to recognize how thankful I am for everything I do have. Like I highly recommend volunteering with y'all at least once because you guys do so much and then it does such an effect on our hearts. Yeah, Colby, you uh, joined us for our, our childhood hunger campaign where we made snack packs and that was such an amazing day. I think we've created about 2,000 snack packs during, what, like two hours? So um, it is really, really, really rewarding, easy to do, too, and it's just a good feel-good day. Well, there's so many ways that we can get involved, but one thing I want to hit on, you said $1 equals six meals, and I know for me, when I go to the grocery, a dollar does not equal even one meal. So how are y'all able to have that buying power? So we work with manufacturers, retailers, farmers um, across the state and even beyond into the country, and we're able to take that dollar and leverage it. So we're buying in bulk. Mm. Like, you know, if you go to Sam's Club or BJ's, um, buying in bulk allows you to stretch that dollar a little bit further. Imagine that on our level, where we're purchasing millions of pounds of food oh. each, each year. So we, we're just able to take advantage of that and then our relationships, too, um, with retailers like Publix and Winn-Dixie, Target, Aldi, um, pretty much any food retailer in the area um, we have a great re- working relationship with. And so that's how we're able to leverage that buying power. And I know during the summer, um, food insecurity spikes up more than ever just because these kids aren't relying on the schools for food anymore. Have you seen less of a need since schools started back? Well, um, it's a different type of need now. Mm. So we we launched our uh, child feeding program when school began, which is really, really unique this year. We were able to kind of address um, a couple of different issues. What's really cool about our feeding children program is we have such a close relationship with the administrators and staff at the schools that we're serving. And what we did over the summer was really take a step back and listen to them and understand what their needs are as a school and what their needs, uh, the children that they that they teach, what their needs were. Um, so, so from that, we kind of took that information back and we learned that kids are arriving at school hungry throughout the week. Mm. So while we were providing snack packs on Fridays to take home uh, food to sustain them through the weekend, um, we found that many teachers were taking those snack packs and breaking them down. So they created their own little snack stash to have on hand for the students that were coming to school and unable to focus on lessons because their tummies were rumbling. Mm. So what we did was we, in addition to doing our sna- traditional snack packs, we're also doing snack stations. So they're going to be boxes that will be delivered to administrators, guiding counselors, um, teachers at the various schools that we serve. And they will have uh, cereal bars um, and like dried meats and, and, and things that we're able to then just give to a student um, who needs something immediately. Another thing we learned was that they wanted fresh fruit, um, which you know, as a mom myself, that is super encouraging. <laughs> um, you know, you nutrition, nutritionists, uh, nutritional items are so important. Yes, we love the granola bars. They're great too, but a fresh banana can go a long way in the morning. 
So we learned that they're looking for that sort of option. So we're doing another program called Fresh Selects. We'll be delivering fresh um, bananas, apples, oranges, and the like to schools that request that and need that resource. So it's a three-pronged approach. We have the snack packs, snack stations, and fresh selects. And that kicked off in the beginning of this year. So um, it's been successful so far. We're getting a lot of great feedback. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously we're always looking to expand that. Now, Colby, I will say going into the holidays, we see another bump. Mm. We see the need kind of increase. Um, and what we try to do around this time is we're, you know, we're, we're trying to continue keeping that stable level of outreach. But then we also want to provide, you know, celebratory food items as well. So we're about to head into Thanksgiving. I know it's still September, but yeah. we're already thinking about that here at the food bank. You know, how are we going to provide turkeys and Thanksgiving fixings for our ne- our neighbors that otherwise would not be able to afford that for their families? So we are in the midst of, of running a campaign, um, looking for donations to, to help support us purchasing those items for our neighbors. And then we'll kick off our Harvest Helpings uh, week-long distribution in November. I believe it's November 13th through the 20th. Um, and our, we'll be serving all eight counties and uh, providing turkeys and fixins and fresh produce to our neighbors in need just before that Thanksgiving holiday so they can plan on having those celebrations with their families. And Heather, can you reiterate what kind of quote-unquote clientele you have this isn't just for people who are homeless no in fact the majority of the people we serve are working they might be working two and three jobs to make ends meet um they are you know yes we do we do provide food resources to anyone in need regardless of their living situation where they come from or any of their backgrounds we're really here for anyone who finds themselves in a situation where they don't have access to fresh food and food resources. Hmm. So we welcome anyone at that time. You know, if anyone need, that needs that meal, we're here for them. And as well as our 300 partner wow. agencies that serve the community. There are boots on the ground. They're getting the food to where it needs to be. Um, so any one of our partner agencies are also a great resource for someone who finds themselves during the month and and can't purchase those food items. And just like you said, there are boots on the ground and this month even more than ever because September is Hunger Action Month. So Heather, one more time, how tell me how we can get involved with Hunger Action Month. So great question. Um, volunteering is a great way to get involved. Donating uh, food items to the food bank. And then donating funds, because we can always stretch that dollar a little bit further, and advocating. Um, Go to our website, www.feedingnesl.org forward slash hunger action month. And that will be a great resource for anyone looking to get involved. We have links to our volunteer portal, links to donate, um, links to our social media toolkit. So you can post on your personal social media channels and raise that awareness with your own network. 
Um, and also a link to advocate with your state and, and federal legislators for um, federal nutrition programs. And so that's a really great resource. And then one more time, Heather, tell me what events you have coming up since Thanksgiving is honestly right around the corner. Well, for Hunger Action Month, there's a few things that Feeding Northeast Florida is doing. So we've partnered with our Hunger Relief Network. Like I mentioned earlier, that 300 partner agencies. We've partnered with our network to provide over 30 mobile pantries, so mobile food uh, mobile pantry food distributions across our service area. So families and individuals in need of food assistance will be able to receive food, no questions asked. Um, and this information is listed on our website as well as our social media channels. You'll find um, a list of all those additional Hunger Action Month um, mobile pantries. Um, next, we're hosting Hunger Action Month volunteer days each Saturday in September. So anyone interested in lending their time to help fight hunger can visit our website and sign up for a shift. And then I'm really excited about this, um, but we're so thankful for our partners um, who are lighting up orange throughout the month of September to help raise awareness for hunger. So uh, Florida Blue, our partner downtown um, in the Riverside, Brooklyn area, began lighting up orange last night. Um, so they lit their whole building orange, and it looks fantastic. Um, Daly's Place and the Jags Stadium are lighting up on Hunger Action Day, which is September 17th. And I'll talk about that in a little bit more, in a little bit. Um, so that's really exciting. And then the Acosta Bridge and Downtown Vision and Clear Channel Outdoors also helping us raise awareness. Um, so that's super exciting. And then my, like, my, there's so many favorite things about this month. I'm so excited. Our community is really rallying behind this. But Mayor Lenny Curry has proclaimed September uh, 2021 as Hunger Action Month in Jacksonville. So we received a gorgeous proclamation certificate, and we're so proud of that, um, that he feels so passionate about this issue that he has uh, made it an official proclamation. So what does that mean so that so, now that it's so an official proclamation? Well, it just is recognizing the work that we are trying to achieve in the community, and it really says that our our um, city is behind us in our efforts. So he is recognizing the efforts. He is recognizing the situation, that there are nearly 240,000 people living on the First Coast who experience food insecurity, and he's he's taking you know taking a stand and saying this is important for our community to know about and learn and support and then so you said you wanted to circle back to hunger action day which is september 17th what's going on then okay so september 17th is hunger action day so this is where people across america are going to come together wear orange uh, and take a stand against hunger um so this is just that public day where everyone can show that they are passionate about this issue and they want it to change. Um, we opened up a store on our website where you can purchase a Hunger Action Month shirt. And is there a significance of why orange is like the color for hunger? So I guess so that, that orange is the color of hunger, much like, you know, pink is the color of uh, breast cancer. Mm-hmm. So, um, I believe Feeding America had 
decided on that or, or made that kind of call. And so we are getting behind it on a local level. And then I, I know things kind of shifted. So what is y'all's main message for the year? Our main message for the year is really no one deserves to be hungry. Mm. And hunger is a solvable problem. It's solvable with resources that already exist. So we just really need everyone to come together, public and private. The the community needs to come together and say, this is an issue that shouldn't be happening here. It's, it's nothing that should occur within First Coast. And we as a community need to come together and support each other and donate and volunteer and advocate um, for better feeding programs so that we can support our neighbors, whatever they may be going through where they found themselves in the situation, whether it's job loss due to the pandemic or maybe they get into a car accident or they have unexpected medical bills. Any of these things can happen to anyone and throw you into a situation where you just don't have enough money to make ends meet. And oftentimes at the end of the month, food is the first thing that gets cut because mm. you have to have electricity. You need a car, you need transportation to get to your job to make the money to support your family. So our you know, message any time of the year is no one should go hungry. No one should be hungry in our community. And we're here to ensure that everyone in our community has access to fresh quality food when they need it and when they need it most. And for those of us who want to start volunteering with Feeding Northeast Florida, what are your hours and then your location um, for that volunteer service? So we offer um, volunteer shifts throughout a week um, and you can volunteer at our warehouse. Our main warehouse is located on Edgewood Avenue. And you, uh, as a volunteer in our warehouse, will be sorting through the incoming food that we do receive through donations and our partners and ensuring that it is um, it is proper for consumption and then um, creating meals for our neighbors. So that's a really important job. But we also have opportunities for people to volunteer at our mobile pantry food distribution. And I always like this, the, the, these volunteering opportunities. In fact, I went yesterday to a distribution that we had at Regency Square Mall. I love it because I'm able to see the people that and meet the people that we are impacting. And I get that brief touch point with them. Sometimes I hear their story, but mostly I get to see their smiles. They're so appreciative of what we're able to give them. And so that makes me feel really good. Um, and I recommend that anyone experience both both volunteering options, whether it's in the warehouse or out in the community. You can't go wrong. You're you're going to provide, just like I said earlier, exponential meals for your neighbors facing food insecurity. Mm. And on some kind of off chance, if we own a restaurant and we're sick of throwing things out every night and we want to donate, is that? an option or is there some kind of legal thing about that yeah that's definitely an option and we do have some restaurants locally that provide that um the best way to go about that would be to call our our main warehouse number and speak to to brandy ivory she is the queen all things like that and she'll be able to to um 
work with you to make that donation. Okay, well, Heather, thank you so much for everything you're doing in our community. Tell me one more time the best website um, to be able to be able to find out more about feeding Northeast Florida. Yes, it's feeding n e f l Thanks so much, Colby. All right, thanks. Have a great one. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Listen again next week. And if you have an event or organization you'd like highlighted, please contact Colby King at Colby, C-O-L-B-I, at jacksonville.radio. Ticketmaster.com and the venue box office. Country girls New album available now. Trey Atkins, The Way I Want to Go Tour. Experience positive and encouraging teaching from renowned pastor, Bible teacher, and best-selling author, Dr. David Jeremiah. Reserve your free tickets now to attend an evening with David Jeremiah for an unforgettable night of enriching Bible study, uplifting fellowship, and powerful worship. Coming to Jacksonville at the ViStar Veterans Memorial Arena on Thursday, October 7th at 7 p.m. You won't want to miss this special one-night-only event. Get your free tickets at davidjeremiah.org tour. If you think vaccines alone will protect you from COVID-19, think again. More breakthrough cases of COVID variants show that vaccinated people are still vulnerable. To be safe, monitor regularly for fever as it's the leading sign of COVID-19. Use Exergen, the only thermometer scientifically proven to detect fever. Protect yourself and your family with the Exergen Temporal Scanner, exergen.com. Exergen is changing the way the world takes temperature. Panera believes in saying yes. Yes to clean, fresh ingredients. Yes to the new chicken sausage and pepperoni flatbread topped with rich mozzarella. Yes to delicious mac and cheese. Yes to putting it on a sandwich, creating the grilled mac and cheese sandwich. And yes to impromptu road trips to Sandwich, Illinois. Because that's living life to the flavor fullest. Get $1 delivery when you order on our app. Panera, live your yes. Pricing and product availability may vary. Visit PaneraBread.com. A plumbing problem is an immediate problem. 
can't wait around for a convenient time for a plumber to stop by. Roland Reich Plumbing is Jacksonville's award-winning, get-it-done-right-away plumber. Call as soon as you see a problem. Call 904-260-7059. Whether the problem is large or small, routine or a middle-of-the-night emergency, Roland Reich Plumbing is standing by to get it done right, on time, and at the right price. Call 904-260-7059. Your friends and neighbors have relied on Roland Reich Plumbing for years. Roland's motto is, have a leak? No need to wait a week. Call Roland Reich Plumbing at 904-260-7059. Check them at plumbingjacksonville.com. Make Roland Reich Plumbing your plumber. Gives you peace of mind knowing somebody's standing by ready to help you 24-7. Roland Reich Plumbing, 904-260-7059. Welcome to Jacksonville.Radio. We're a family of radio stations serving the Jacksonville and South Georgia areas. As a service to our community, we highlight organizations and events that help make this area the best place in the country to live. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Hey, and welcome to North Florida Neighborhood. I'm Colby. And North Florida Neighborhood is all about getting to know our neighbors in our community and hearing what really cool stuff they're doing with us and for us. And today, the neighbor we get to chat with is J-Bone Fettinger. He's the founder for the Annual Raw Music Festival. J-Bone, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, and thank you for having me. I'm honored to be here. Yeah, definitely. And so right now, we are celebrating the fifth annual Raw Music Festival. Tell me a little bit about this. Well, you're exactly right. It is our fifth event. Uh, we founded the festival back in 2017, and we are um, very thankful to be back at Flamingo Lake RV Resort uh, this year. Uh, it has been at Flamingo Lake for three years in a row, and then last year, of course, we had to go virtual like the entire world did. Yeah. So we're excited to be back in person there at Flamingo Lake this year and uh, thankful that we're able to do it again. And it's the Raw Music Festival. What's Raw stand for? All right, good question. So raising awareness with music for multiple sclerosis, also known as MS. So our primary mission is to raise awareness uh, about this uh, devastating disease and also to hopefully raise a little bit of funds that we then donate to the MS Foundation. Uh, we've been able to make a donation every year since we founded the festival uh, to the MS Foundation to uh, help people in need. So just to start with J-Bone, what is MS? Right. So MS is, uh, the full name of it is multiple sclerosis, and it affects um, millions of people, and and, and it kind of has a personal uh, connection to me because um, it's a nervous disorder, a nervous system disorder, and my wife was diagnosed with MS about 10 years ago. And uh, we learned a little bit about it very quickly because we had heard of it but didn't really know a lot about it. But it is um, something that is, uh, thankfully, there are some great doctors and great organizations out there to help people with MS. And we are very, very thankful to be able to say that Tracy, my wife, is doing very well. She's living very, very well and doing healthy, and uh, she's just in great shape. And the organizations that we support, including the MS Foundation, uh, are there for people. They, they provide a lot of assistance to people in need. 
And you said it's a nervous system disorder. What does it cause to happen in you? Right. So I am not a doctor, so I can only <laughs> give you what I kind of understand. My understanding is that it puts it, it, your immune system is working overtime, mm. and it creates these um, kind of lesions on your spinal cord, and and particularly in the neck is where my wife had the um, had the most trouble. And then that's going to create um, some uh, numbness in your in your limbs, and also some disorientation. And there's varying symptoms, and there's different levels of it. Again, I am not a doctor, but um, for my wife, it meant that she not only had this tingling sensation and numbness, but she also then uh, couldn't handle stress at all, and she couldn't handle heat. So it really affected her life. It changed her life, and um, it was. Um, it was it was scary for her at first, and um, we're thankful to to have been able to get some good help. And the whole point of the music festival that you're putting on is to help raise awareness for this, like like you just did. Absolutely, we um, I had an idea because I'm, I'm a musician and I've done several events uh, before in the past, and I decided that well, you know, I can I can do something to give back. I, I knew I couldn't really. Uh, do anything to affect her MS other than just be there and support her. Mm-hmm. But I thought, well, let, let's do a music uh, festival and um, and see if we can raise awareness and maybe a little bit of money to help people out. And it's grown from there. Thankfully, you know, we've got tremendous sponsors that have allowed us, that have made it possible for us to have the event because it obviously is expensive to mm-hmm. uh, host an event like this. So thankfully, we've got some tremendous sponsors. Uh, Flamingo Lake uh, RV Resort has been our our host since 2017, um, with the exception of when we had to go virtual, of course. And then our primary sponsor is a labor union in Jacksonville, the Laborers International Union of North America, local 630 chapter there in Jacksonville. They're our primary sponsor, and we have some other sponsors as well. They make this thing possible, and, and we're so thankful to have them as partners in this in this effort. And this music festival is happening September 25th. J-Bone, tell me what we can expect when we come out. Well, I actually have some uh, some great news to announce here. We are, for the first time, we are expanding the festival to two nights of music. Okay. So we're, yeah, that's, uh, you heard it first right here. <laughs> <laughs> On uh, September 24th, that's the Friday night, we're going to have music uh, that night. And this will, again, be our first time to have music on two nights. And then on the 25th, we'll have music from 1.30 in the afternoon until at least 8 o'clock at night. So we have a full day of music. I've got bands from Jacksonville. I've got bands from Camden County, Georgia. And then we also have, we'll have uh, food trucks. We'll have vendors. We'll have some raffles. We'll have some silent auctions. We've got an amazing artist that has been with us since the first year, uh, Brian Barnard. He'll have some of his art on uh, on display and for sale, and then he he is just a tremendous artist. So it's, you, know, you just got to see his work to believe it. It's, it's that good, and so we have a, a nice uh, bit of everything. You, know, you can come by and have lunch and listen to some music and, and help out people with MS. So pretty excited about that. And now that it's a two day festival, what are you hoping people walk away with after leaving? Well, I you know as a musician, I hope they walk away going, "Wow, I saw some great bands <laughs> and I was very entertained." <laughs> because um, we do have some great bands. Secondly, I hope they walk away with the idea that, okay, MS is, is a real thing. Mm-hmm. It actually affects people uh, it, that I know or people that 
you know, that I've come in contact with. And so how can I help them? That's what I'm hoping for. And that's, that's our general goal, just to help people understand that it's something that it's not off in the distance. It's, it's right next door. A lot of times it's somebody that, you know, that's affected with it. So we just want to raise awareness and these bands and our sponsors and our, and our host allow us to kind of make that happen. The bands we have are so good. Um, and, and, it's just tremendous that people can walk away being entertained and maybe a little bit educated as well. What are you most excited about for the festival? I am most excited about our lineup of bands. Uh, again, I'm a musician, uh, so I'm excited that we've got some great bands. In particular, we have three bands this year that are, are, are that have lead singers. They're led by females, and mm-hmm. I think it's really awesome to have that much girl power this, this time. Uh, it's really cool. Uh, the Bluff Five Band is uh, from Camden County here in, in Georgia, and they are fronted by an amazing uh, singer named Jackie. She's just incredible. Then we have the Cat McWilliams Band, who I cannot tell you how soulful this woman's voice is. I've been um, listening to her sing for a long time, and she's just incredible. They've been a part, the Cat McWilliams Band has been a part of the festival since the first year, and I'm really excited about listening to her sing and then her and her husband both play guitar in the band they're amazing musicians excited about that and then we have one more band that's led by um uh, uh, females and uh, the singer for this band is an incredible singer too she's got a lot of soul the name of the band is annie dukes and the singer's name is cassidy lee and just man just an incredible lineup of bands all the way around but it's really interesting to have you know three bands led by a female i think it's kind of cool well i'm super looking forward to it now j bone tell us how we can get our tickets okay so you don't actually have to buy any tickets in advance you just show up at flamingo lake rv resort on the 24th and 25th and there is an entrance fee to get into the park there is no uh, fee to get into the festival itself uh and then you just go you know drive up to the gate and They'll let you in and show you where to go, and it's pretty pretty easy. The uh, festival grounds are pretty easy to, to navigate there. And you did say you did say that um, any money that's raised will go towards MS, right? We definitely will. After we pay our expenses, any proceeds will go to the MS Foundation. Uh, we'll also have a online uh, for people that can't make it. We'll have an, uh, an online um, uh, way for people to make donations as well. That will go live the week of the festival, uh, and that's going to be a Facebook uh, fundraiser. Okay. And then other than this, do you all have any other upcoming events we can look forward to? Well, in the spring, we'll have the Walkabout Festival. That'll be our third Walkabout Festival, and that will take place at the Walkabout Camp in uh, Kingsland, Georgia. And that one, the the proceeds are donated to uh, the Camden Community Food Bank, a local bank in Camden County so and those are the two primary festivals that I'm involved in uh, every year and we're we're super excited about both of them and glad to be able to give back so we'll put it on our calendars this year it's two days the 24th and 25th of September you said at the Flamingo Lake RV Resort the fifth annual raw music festival uh, the only other thing I wanted to say is for people that are concerned uh, with the, uh, the COVID crisis uh, there's plenty of room at Flamingo Lake RV Resort, so you can socially distance and, uh, and and feel comfortable. So that's the only other thing I wanted to mention so that uh, everybody's aware of that. If they want to, they can. Mm-hmm. Everyone's aware, and you can safely enjoy your time. Well, J-Bone, thank you so much for all you do and for being such a great neighbor in our neighborhood. Thank you so much for having me.
Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Listen again next week. And if you have an event or organization you'd like highlighted, please contact Colby King at Colby, C-O-L-B-I, at Jacksonville.radio. Welcome to Jacksonville.radio. We're a family of radio stations serving the Jacksonville and South Georgia areas. As a service to our community, we highlight organizations and events that help make this area the best place in the country to live. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Hey, and welcome to North Florida Neighborhood. I'm Colby. And North Florida Neighborhood is all about getting to know our neighbors and hearing what really cool stuff they're doing with us and for us in our community. And today, the neighbor we get to chat with is Dr. Josephson, a.k.a. Dr. J. He's a chief medical officer with Nemours Children's Health. Dr. J, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, hey, Colby. Thank you for having me. And uh, what a great day today is. Now, give me a rundown on who the Nemours Children's Health is. You know, it's funny that you ask. I mean, there's so many exciting things going on. So um, Nemours Children's Health is actually quite large. Um, and there's a number of things that we touch uh, for the health care of children from just taking care of children from the perspective of making them well, uh, as well as touching things that are larger as uh, being involved in primary care, um, keeping uh, children healthy, and also education and research. Um, Maybe you didn't know this, but did you know that Nemours powers the world's most visited website for information on on the health of children and teens called killshealth.org? No, I did not know that. Yeah, it's a real exciting thing. And actually, your listeners and and, uh, anybody who goes on the internet and puts in killshealth.org, you'll see great, great information not only uh, how to treat uh, or care for uh, uh, ailments that children may have, but also um, things regarding wellness. Um, it's a great site and actually the world's most visited website for children's health. It's, it's a really neat thing. So you guys do all of that and y'all are right here in Jacksonville in our backyard. Yeah. Well, you know, it's exciting about um, uh, Nemours here in, in Florida is, is um, our corporate headquarters is here uh, in Jacksonville. And actually Nemours started in Florida in Jacksonville. But something that you may not know is, is that we have multiple clinics throughout Jacksonville, including our downtown location. Many people may have seen the big building with that crosswalk that connects with our um, partner children's hospital, Wolfson Children's Hospital. Um, that's our downtown location. Um, and then we have the locations in Fleming Island and serving that Orange Park and Fleming Island location. Mm-hmm. We also have a mm-hmm. clinic in uh, what we call it South, but off Old St. Augustine Road. Um, and serves uh, uh, the um, uh, the patients and the families in that area as well. The other thing is, is we do outreach stuff. We actually have a clinic in um, we have a clinic in Tallahassee, an outreach clinic, one in Daytona. Uh, we have one in Lake City. So we're far and wide. But the other thing that's interesting about Nemours, which you may not know and your listeners may not know, is we're actually pretty large. We have two children's hospitals, one in Orlando and one in Wilmington, Delaware. We also have, believe it, a network of nearly 75 primary and specialty care practices. We also have a national office on policy and prevention in Washington, D.C., because we really want to be close to the politicians so that we can advocate for children um, and improve on policy so that we can create uh, 
uh, better health and wellness for children, as well as we have a robust international program. And again, like we said, our corporate headquarters are right here in Jacksonville, Florida, and we have multiple mm. clinics to take care of our community here. Yes, y'all are all over. And most recently, you guys celebrated Nemours Care Week. What did that look like? Uh, well, Nemours Care Week, I mean, we, again, we, you know, we, we participate and partner with our community in ways that are beyond just taking care of the health of children. Um, and again, that also goes along with our new strategy. Um, you may not be aware, but Nemours has just launched a new strategy and we're designed to achieve a vision of creating the healthiest generations of children. Mm-hmm. And actually part of that new strategy is something called Well Beyond Medicine. And it, what Well Beyond Medicine means is that besides the health care that we provide for children when uh, they have either acute or chronic illnesses, we also want to be touching um, those things that touch children so that they can um, be the healthiest next generation. Did you know that 80% of the impacts on children's health take place outside of the medical setting? In what way? Well, it has, you know, things that happen in their home or their school or the community. There's so many social determinants of health that actually affect children um, that cause them to have the illnesses that they have that are outside. And what we want to do in the Moors is, is, and this is part of our new vision, which is really exciting, is that we are committed to working with public, private, governmental, and community partners to address all of these social determinants. And as a community, then we can actually do more preventive care to prevent the need for the children to becoming uh, ill and come to the hospital. Um, If we keep them healthy at home, we can make the healthiest next generation of children, which is really, really exciting. And it's a great vision of our CEO, Dr. Larry Moss, and a great vision of all of our Nemours. So how do you begin to address and prevent these things for the next generation? Again, what we do is we take more of a holistic approach beyond just health care, and that includes partnering, again, with the community um, and working with the schools and the community and anything that touches uh, children um, so that they can, uh, so that, again, we can prevent some of these ailments. So, again, a lot of stuff within within schools, making sure that um, children get the nutrition that they need, uh, making sure that there is on-site care that if a child has um, psychological issues that need to be managed or other issues. So Nemours wants to partner with everything beyond just the walls of healthcare. Um, so again, we can continue to work towards this vision of the healthiest generations of children moving forward. It's exciting. It's a it's a big vision, but it, we can do that, and we're going to lead the country in the, in in doing this. Um, and be the example of how to move forward so that not only in the communities we touch, but in the nation and internationally that we can go ahead and have a huge impact. Very exciting stuff. It's definitely a big vision. So out of everything you guys could have rebranded with, why is this your vision? So, you know, there's a big story behind this. And what I mean by a big story, and I want want to share, because people probably have passed uh, some of our buildings, and we were excited in Jacksonville because we're the first one to show off our uh, new brand mark which is mm-hmm. called the loop of care and uh, you may have seen our building downtown where they have the, our new signage on top of our building and that's again it's called the loop of care and what that represents is both the enduring relationship between a child and a caregiver as well as Nemours constant forward-looking advocacy for children's health and that loop people don't notice necessarily right away but subtly the end or Nemours is in that loop, which signifies obviously the Nemours name. Mm. And then it's the forever green color because the brand color represents 
the more than 85-year legacy of caring and science and research and education that Nemours is grounded and has created as the foundation for the care that we do for children. The other thing that people may not may have noticed, I'm sure they have if they pass our building downtown, they may see the sign, the Daly's Foundation is also on our building. And this has been tremendous. This is an example of our community partners. And um, Daly's actually bestowed a $5 million gift to Nemours. Wow. And that shows their commitment uh, to improving the health of children in the Jacksonville community and beyond. And we are so excited to um, have them on this journey with us. Mm -hmm. uh, much of this great donation that we're going to have is going to work towards we're actually uh, doing some renovations within our building to provide um, uh, much, um, much visioned work for children with cancer in our Nemours Center for Cancer and Blood Disorders. A lot of exciting things going on in the community here right in Jacksonville. And it's not only going to be touching Jacksonville. It's touching Jacksonville, the surrounding region, and then beyond because we have people that come from all over to get the care the great care that our providers uh, uh, provide. I mean, it's just it's just terrific stuff. Can you go in depth, Dr. J, on what those renovations are going to look like? So I'm glad you asked. You know, we started actually with, we had a brand new lobby, which we opened about a year ago. Um, we had a $3.5 million renovation to our lobby. And we recognized that our lobby was really the entranceway or the gateway into our clinics uh, for children and families. Uh, with uh, different medical problems, both acute and chronic. Mm -hmm. And we wanted it to be very welcome. Our, our lobby was very, very much outdated. Um, the last time that the lobby had anything done to it was when we built the building back in the 90s. And so it was really well needed, and we partnered with the community, and we did get uh, a lot of donations towards uh, uh, improving our lobby. So that was the first step. And we have a beautiful lobby for people that need to visit Nemours. Um, and they go in. We have our beautiful train there. Um, and a lot of fun things for children to do, but it's also a wide open space. Uh, we also have uh, a partnership with Publix, so there's a Publix in our lobby. We also oh, wow. have a beautiful cafe. Um, yeah, so it's beautiful, and it overlooks the river, so it gives a sense of tranquility because we know that people are coming in, um, and they're going to be seeing um, providers and physicians and faculty and things like that for their care of their children, and we wanted to make the um, experience um, a little bit uh, less anxious for them. Um, if you may. And so they can view the river, they see the train, and it's a very delightful visit for the people, and it's very light and bright. Um, mm. What we're also currently working on is, as you asked, is we're starting to look at different floors, and one of the things that we're doing with our um, uh, cancer center is we're taking one floor, and we're going to have an infusion center along with the clinic visits. So for those children, unfortunately, plagued with cancer, uh, they um, will come in and they can get their treatments by their doctor as well as if they need any lab work or they need infusions of any kind of medication. It's all done in one big space. Um, so we're very excited about that. We're also currently just finishing the renovations of our seventh floor, and that's our Center for Innovation and Intellect. And that space is going to be, or is actually, um, and will be completed by the end of the year, is where a lot of our doctors and providers and uh, other staff uh, will have the opportunity to do telemedicine, also to have conferences so that they can share their learnings and also share the best treatment modalities for patients. And we'll have ways that we can connect with our other Nemours sites for conferences so that we can do um, multi-divisional uh, multi, uh, care as well as uh, expanding, expanding things regarding um, uh, the best health care around the country uh, for children. Mm. Um, so we're all excited about those. And those are a few. 
Uh, we're also going to be renovating and improving some of our research space. Uh, so that's coming up also in the future. There's a lot of work going on right in our building downtown as we're um, moving forward so that this way we're uh, continue to lead the way in providing the most mm -hmm. latest and greatest health care for children. Um, and then again, going along with our vision of also trying to do more preventive work um, and looking at the social determinants of health of children that, you know, they need to make sure that they are getting the nutrition that they need and there's just appropriate food available for them. Uh, as well as appropriate education, good educational curriculum, and giving every child that chance to be as successful as possible. Very, 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 very great work and very, very exciting and a big vision for the boys. Well, Dr. J, tell me real quick as we wrap up the best website to find more information on Nemours Care. Sure. Well, anybody can go on to, uh, you could even just put in your browser, Nemours, uh, uh, in their browser, or you can put in Nemours Children's Health. And actually, in doing that, um, they'll be able to look about our Well Beyond Medicine um, concept. They'll also be able to learn a lot more about our new strategy, all our locations. Um, so all they have to do is go right into their uh, website and just put in www.nemours.org, and then they can pull up all of the wonderful things. And also, they should remember they should go on kidshealth.org as well. Like I said, um, it's great information for children and teens. And it gives them the understanding of healthcare and, and um, things that are out there that may be affecting them personally. Um, so a lot of great resources uh, that Nemours provides for uh, children and their families and beyond. Well, Dr. J, thank you so much for being a great neighbor in our neighborhood. Well, thank you, Colby. This was wonderful. I appreciate you uh, inviting me on today and I'm excited to be able to share all these wonderful things that's happening right here in our Jacksonville community. So thank you for that. Thank you for listening to Our North Florida Neighborhood. Listen again next week. And if you have an event or organization you'd like highlighted, please contact Colby King at Colby, C-O-L-B-I, at jacksonville.radio.